This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 322 of the Stable Scoop Radio Show. Checking in. Please support our sponsors as they make this show possible. Our sponsors this week are EasySignsOnline.com, Sparkle and Boom, and Riding Warehouse. Welcome to the Stable Scoop, with weekly shows delivered right to you. With Helena and Glenn the Geek, live from the stable, it's every week. We bring you the news through hail or high water, while using their tails as their own fly swatters. So sit on down and laugh till your poop, cause it's time again for Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Stable Scoop. Howdy, everybody. Glenn the Geek here. And I'm Helena B. And you're listening to the Stable Scoop Radio Show on the Horse Radio Network. It's my favorite show on the network. Well, after Horse Tip <laughs> I'm Daily. I'm glad. It'd be bad if it wasn't your favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I've listened to my own show in like the last six years. No, nope. which is, none, which of is these a, ho- none of the hosts listen to their own shows. I'm the only one I'm forced to because I have to edit them. <laughs> I can't stand to listen to myself talk. <laughs> yeah, you're saying Jamie will not listen to, her, to the show either. She will not listen back. And if we play a segment where she's on it from before, she tunes out. She goes to the bathroom or something because she just That's can't funny. do it. She's worse than me. Okay, I feel so bad. <laughs> you used to, when we first started in the very beginning, seven years ago, you would listen to the shows back. And you were basically the one that uh, did quality control and caught me at my mistakes. Oh, I know. That was I know. a long time ago, though. Well, we also, you know what? We also have eight shows now. And the editing from the taping time to the editing to the live airing, we don't have a lot of time to go back and listen to them anymore. No. You know, we used to double check every show. Now the listeners do it for us. <laughs> I know. I get emails when they are mistakes. So, uh, <sighs> you guys, you're in charge now. It's, it's the list, up to the listeners to figure it out. Yeah, it's our, and our auditors, they do a good yes, job of that, too. they do, actually. I do hear from auditors a lot. Well, it's good to see you a couple of weeks ago at the World Pertron Congress in Massachusetts. You and Gracie? It was so much fun. My kid, if she wasn't a horse person before that, she's a horse person now. What did she think? Now, she's, you know, she's probably, what, five foot two or three? And, boy, she was looking up at some of those Pertrons. <laughs> uh, some of them had to be intimidating. She, um, well, she's not 5'3", because I'm 5'3". Okay. So she's, she's not quite there she's yet. Almost, she's getting there, though. She's catching She's up pretty darn you. close, yeah. Uh, she's stealing my clothes already, that's for sure. Um, she is not at all intimidated by their size. Not in, in the least. Um, I guess when you're a little kid, you know, all horses are big. Yeah, so that's true. it's really, it's just that much bigger really doesn't mean that much to her. She was fascinated by their special shoeing. Oh, their you know, feet. The, well, their feet were bigger than half her body. <laughs> I know. Well, it was those. those I guess they called shoes. it the Scotch shoes, yeah. the Scotch shoeing. Yeah. Um, and the babies. She was oh, absolutely in love with the babies. She came up to me. We were watching the baby class there, and she came up to me and she said, "She said that baby is bigger than my pony." 
funny. Yep, it is. And her pony's a 15 2 hand air of Appaloosa. What those yeah. those weanlings were were in sixteen hands or plus <laughs> something else. Well, she grabbed my phone, and of course, you know, I don't look at the pictures until three or four days later. And there's got to be like sixty five pictures of babies on there <laughs> from every angle you can think of. Babies being groomed, baby be babies being wrangled, babies sleeping. Oh, yeah. And she got a ride in one of the wagons. I noticed she got that. She did. So that was fun. Oh, she felt like a big girl. She was very, very, very proud of herself for that. Well, good. Good for her. I'm glad she got to experience that. It only comes around every four years in the United States. So, Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. I was, And it was nice to meet the folks from Blue Star Aquaculture. And um, well, It was the first time you had met Wendy in person, right? First time I'd met Wendy in person. That's yeah, right. my new BFF. Yeah, you two did get along t- well together instantly. Oh yeah, so. we sure did. <laughs> She's like traveling with a. I, I correlate it to traveling with a little Asian tornado. Is what it's <laughs> like being with Wendy. She's so much fun, but she is like a little tornado. Oh, I love it. Yeah, this is why we got along just fine, Wendy and I. Two ADD queens there together it worked out perfectly. She's a hot ticket, man. <laughs> She's a hot ticket. Well, we're going to get right into the show this week. We have a lot of guests for you. And what we're going to do, we've been doing this for in our seventh year now. And we've had ton, hundreds of guests on. And we thought, you know, it's about time that we take a look back in time at some of the guests we've had on and fi- get updates. Find out what's up with them and what's changed since we talked to them last. You know, a lot of these people you got invested in when we did the interviews. And some of them you're prob- you may have missed the interview and you're going to want to go back. We'll tell you what episode their interview was on. And I'll also post that in the show notes uh, on StableScoop.com. I'll post who the guest was and I'll give a link back to the previous episode they were on. So these are going to be short, you know, maybe 10 minutes we'll spend with each one. And we're going to try and do this through the end of the year and, and uh, revisit some, some people and get caught up on their lives and what's changed and where they're at now. I think it should be a lot of fun. We really haven't done this yet. No, no, we we haven't. Occasional ones, but not to this extent. Not that, not that we can remember. No. Anyway. <laughs> we have three of them coming on today, and then we have a new segment. Well, not a new segment. The Tack and Habit segment coming up today has a new contributor, and that's Colleen Peachy, who is a listener of ours, listens to uh, our show and Horses in the Morning and Eventing. And she works with Eventing Nation. She's out of Pennsylvania as a contributor to Eventing Nation. She reviews all their products. So she is going to come on once a month with us and give us a product review for our Tack and Habit segment. She's going to help us out. Mm. And she has one today that I think is a lot of fun, and we'll find out whether she likes it or not. And, of course, that is sponsored by Riding Warehouse. So let, let us go off to our first guest today. Her name is Ashley Pletcher, and we had her on uh, back in episode number 284, which was in January of this year. And she is a trick rider. Remember we, she gave us the trick riding 101 and how you, how you get started in trick riding and everything? Yes, yes, and yes, she, yes. And she was with the Texas Trick Riders, and we're going to find out what... Ha- I know there's a lot new. A lot of these people, I know what's going on in their lives because I follow them on Facebook now. So that's how I, I keep uh, tabs on them all. And I know she's had a lot of changes in her life, and let's find out what they are. Well, hi, Ashley. Welcome back to the show. Hi, how are you guys? 
We are terrific. Now, we had you on in January, and you're the first one now that we're catching up with. And I know a lot's happened in your life because I follow you on Facebook. You were with the Texas Trick Riders back when we talked to you, and you did a little segment with us on Trick Riding 101, how to get started and, you know, uh, what all is involved in trick riding. What's happened in your life since we talked? Well, back in April, I moved back to my home in Pennsylvania. It's in Tyrone, right in central Pennsylvania, and I started Keystone Equine Entertainment and Training. Um, I still do the trick riding and roaming riding and perform along with do a lesson program and training program at my barn. Um, now, I still ride for Austin um, with the Texas Trick Riders, um, but I'm my own business now, too. Well, congratulations. Awesome. That's a big responsibility. Do you feel comfortable as a business owner? Oh, yeah. I love it. You like working for yourself? I do like working for myself. <laughs> what What has been the biggest challenge, would you say, that you've had since you went out on your own? Honestly, the biggest challenge was all the paperwork with setting up an LLC and getting all my tax stuff in line. The rest of it I had been doing for so long, it was nothing. Well, you yeah, know... I, you know, you uh, you talk about setting up the LLC. I, I happen to know you're not you're pretty young yet. So congratulations for having to set up your first LLC at your age. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good life lesson, though, don't you think, Alina? It is. Yep, yeah. it absolutely is. And uh, yeah, start young, and by the time you hit thirty, you'll be good to go. You'll be broke yep. and uh, starting another one. <laughs> Just kidding. No, just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, she just kidding. She's talented um, and organized. So what? Yeah, you now, how do you? Uh, oh, so you're you're doing a uh, a lesson program with trick riding and regular lessons. What are you doing business wise? Yeah, I teach. I, my youngest student is five years old, and my I teach up to people. I have a few people in their fifties and sixties that I just I teach them to ride. I do every discipline from jumping to trail riding, endurance riding, western pleasure, pretty much anything um, that people want to learn. I do trick riding, too. Um, I don't have a lot of trick riding students here just because rodeo is not really popular in Pennsylvania. Um, so basically, people call me and say, this is what I want to do, and if you have no horse experience or, or been riding for years, I can help you out in some way. How are you marketing? What are you doing to get your clients? Um, I have a website, um, and then I advertise locally at the tax shops. Um, Facebook helps me out a lot. I have a fan page on Facebook um, that I always put updates when I have availabilities, um, openings with lessons and anything. And I'm, I mean, I'm pretty. I have about fifteen to twenty lesson students that are consistent and. I mean, I'm always booked. I take horses in for training too, um, to break horses or do some. Um, like more advanced work on already broke horses, and I have a waiting list on them. Um, not many people do what I do around here. That's right there. Competitive mm -hmm. advantage. That is one of the most mm -hmm. important things a small business owner can capitalize on. Good for you. And But, you know, the other thing, though, that happens when you go out on your own is um, you can lose some of the fun in your work because the business side of things takes so so much time or, you know, when it becomes, uh, when what you love becomes your livelihood, you lose some of the magic in there. Do you feel that happening? And, and if so, what do you do to counteract that? 
I don't think so. I've been I've been on the road and doing stuff and helping other people with their businesses since I was about 15. So it's already my lifestyle and I already enjoy it. So I don't I've never had that problem of not enjoying any part of it. I wish I was her, I had your confidence at when I was your age. <laughs> 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 you do come. You do, you're very confident, and I, I admire that. Uh, well, can, you know that's great, and and with that attitude, you'll succeed. I mean, you know, with that attitude and a good business management, uh, you know, a good money management, you'll succeed. And I think that's the other area. Do you have help in the money management side of things? Because that's the other area that most small business owners, and I speak from experience, get in trouble with is the money management side. Yes, I have an accountant that helps me out a lot. Um, And then my family has some, my grandma tells me a lot. She works for a lawyer that does that kind of stuff. So she's helped me out greatly. So I have a lot of assistance. If I ever have a question, there's always someone I can call. And, you know, my mom helps. It's a fam- My family helps me, basically. They A couple of them have their own businesses, and it works out. I at least understand what I'm doing. <laughs> well, good. You know, don't you think, Helena, you've worked on the business end of, of small businesses a lot and in the horse world and outside. And that is, you know, you, you, you can train all day, but that's where they get in trouble is on the business right. side. Yeah, absolutely. Because horse people don't get into the business to be business people. <laughs> they, right. right. They right. do what they do well, what they do best. Um, but you know, it's, this is what separates the men from the boys is, um, do you have, and it's horsemanship. It comes down to horsemanship. If you are organized and motivated and dedicated, then those skills as a horseman are going to translate into those skills as a business person. Motivation is probably the number one factor in, in succeeding on both sides of the business. Um, are you motivated to make this business work? Then by golly, oh, yeah. you're going to get yourself organized and you're going to understand everything you need to do to market and um, run your business successfully. And, uh, and that's true in any business. It's true in any business. So, uh, but you know, it's rare. That's why businesses open and businesses close. <laughs> so, Ashley's like ten steps ahead of the game. <laughs> okay, Ashley, let's get to the important stuff. Okay. I just saw on Facebook you posted you have a boyfriend now. Oh goodness! <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think I was going to let that go, did you? You just <laughs> posted it yesterday. I had no idea what you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I never do either, Ashley. You just got to roll with it. His name is Robert, and I assume... Now, was he the reason you moved back, or did he come after the move? No, I've been back since April. Okay, and he just no, popped in? Is he a cowboy? Have nothing, boys have nothing to do with coming back to Pennsylvania, is what okay. I wanted to do. And no, he's not a cowboy, but he's learning. Um, he's ridden a couple times, and he really likes it, so he's learning slowly. So he's a non-horse person? Yes. Well, I was too. I mean, there, that does work out. You know, we've had this discussion a thousand times on the show. Should you marry a horse guy or not? And and there's and it's fifty fifty. Wouldn't you say, Helena? The people are fifty fifty on it. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, you, you know, uh, most of the greedy ones are saying, "Well, I don't want my horse money spent on his horse, so I'll just keep <laughs> him away from horses." <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about it like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, you need to be more greedy, Ashley. That's what it is. <laughs> don't get him too involved. Occasional rides is fine, but you don't want him owning his own. Because at one point, see, that's what happened with me. And at one point, I had more horses than Jennifer, and that caused problems. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, congratulations, Ashley. I'm so happy for you. One, for your business. Two, for your new boyfriend. And you're back home again with the family. That's always fun, too. Oh, well, thank you. Good job. What's the website? The website is KeystoneEquineEntertainmentAndTraining.com. Whew, that's a long one. It's a long one, but <laughs> it, it works. Okay, <laughs> KeystoneEquineEntertainmentAndTraining.com. We'll put that in our show notes and post it on Facebook as well. Good job, and we'll keep in touch, okay? All right, thank you, guys. This week's EasySignsOnline.com Spotlight product is their New England-style farm signs, their most popular line of signs. New England-style farm signs are very durable and designed for long-term outdoor use with no maintenance required, no wood to rot, and no paint to peel. They will outlast the old-style painted wood signs by many, many years. They are available in many sizes, shapes, and styles, which makes them the perfect sign for any farm or business. Go online today and go through the EasySignsOnline.com easy step-by-step ordering process to see all the prices and options available. They also offer free no-obligation sign proofs on all New England-style signs. And you get free shipping as well on all New England-style signs. So replace your old worn-out sign and make a great first impression with a new farm sign from EasySignsOnline.com. And the holidays are right around the corner, so it's a terrific gift idea. I can't think of a better one. Visit EasySignsOnline.com. Well, coming up next, we have uh, Kara Barker Yellett. Uh, she was on with us back, and this is a long time ago, back February 15th of 2013. So it really is uh, coming up on two years ago that we talked to her. And you're going to remember her because she had just found out about uh, one of her animals being in the Guinness Book of World Records. So let's uh, catch up with Kara. Hey, Kara. Hi. So good to have you back. Now, tell us, remind everybody why we had you on the show. You had me on the show because I own Romulus, who is now in the Guinness Book of Records for the world's tallest donkey. That's right. The biggest jackass. That's right. I have the world's biggest ass. That's right. You do. And I remember joking about that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It hasn't stopped. No, I bet. (laughs) I think you're stuck with that one forever. Is Romulus still the biggest jackass? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes? Okay, good. So, I, so we... I had a few humans going for the title, but yeah, he is still the world's <laughs> tallest donkey. And how tall was he again? 17 hands. Oh, that's right. And donkeys and usually also... are not that big. Mules will get no, that big. No, no, just this one. Yeah. Now, you I had have a pair. brother who is right. two inches shorter. Yeah, they're a pair, kind of. And what have you done with them since in the last two years? What, what, what has their job been? Um, they're kind of like the Kardashians of the equine world. They're just sort of famous because they're famous. They don't do anything useful. I don't ride them. I don't drive them, but they do do public appearances and media spots, stuff like that. But there haven't been any pornography tapes, uh, like with the Kardashians. So I think we're safe there. No, I do get stud requests for them a lot. Um, they're geldings. So I have to tell those people, no, Yeah, I have not had any porn requests. Oh my God, you guys are killing me. Hey, <laughs> oh. Glenn started it. Yeah, I did. It's all my <laughs> he fault. He always does. I'm in he a mood does. today. <laughs> um, 
I've been following you guys on um, Facebook and, you know, that's sort of, you know, toned down a little bit since all the, the hullabaloo. What is um, one of the things that I always ask myself, and of course I forget, I'm like, I really need to contact her and ask this question, is um, what do his friends think of his his height? Is he intimidating to his buddies? To is other he... equines, you mean? Yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean the other, uh, the, the other horses? Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, he's... <laughs> Bottom of the barrel. They all pushed okay. him around. Up oh, really? The Shetland pony. Yeah. Oh, oh man. How embarrassing. <laughs> okay. I mean, we know that size doesn't usually matter, but, you know, when you're, you know, you're a jackass and you're big, <laughs> that can yeah, kind no, of have an influence on your social candy. life. He's a big pan. Oh, I, you know, I see pictures of him, and he just looks like one of the most laid-back creatures that ever existed. Because his his eyes always in his pictures look like they're are they are they naturally like half closed? No, um, I mean there is some difference in the shape of the skull. If you look at the shape of the eye socket in a horse skull versus the donkey skull, which kind of gives the donkeys the sad eyes. The sleepy eyes. But mostly yeah. he just, when he's, we take most of his pictures in the backyard and he just has a boring, calm life back there, which is what he wants. So, yeah, I guess you're just seeing him happy. Now, could you ride him? Has he been broke that way for driving or riding? I probably wouldn't ride him. Um, I think he's a situation like when you breed a dog to a really small or really large, you start trying to health problems. Uh, mm. He has terrible conformation and pretty severe string halt, and I'm just not sure he would do well with a rider. Now, Remus, it may happen someday. Remus is much more sound than Ramus. How old are they? Oh, you're going to make me think. Um, eight and ten. Okay. Romulus is the older. Did you just see about the cow? That came it came out article came out this week of the world's largest cow. They just got approved by by Guinness as well. Yes, I did, and I have you to thank for that because I was listening to the horses in the morning show, and that's where I heard about it. Oh well, thank you for listening. Number one, nineteen <laughs> hands worth of cow. Can you imagine nineteen? I know. Hands? <laughs> I know. That's no. I know. I, I can't imagine. <laughs> they could get the record for the world's biggest udders too. Um. They're probably in there for that. Do you think that yeah, exists? Yeah, now you're back to that porn thing again. So. <laughs> he always goes Helena, there. are you, are you staying food. with us here, Helena? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> porn and food. I, you know, I've been doing this for seven years. I got it. Oh, jeez. <laughs> I'm sorry, Helena. <laughs> no, it's, hey. It's, thanks, man. <laughs> Well, this is neat. I'm I'm so glad that they're doing well and that uh, you still have them both and that you're taking good care of them. You know, he deserves a life of Riley anyway, right? He's a Guinness. He's in the Guinness book. He deserve how many he of those is. did you buy, by the way? Actually, just one. Really? I would have bought a thousand. Just papered well, my wall with them. It's still on sale. They actually released it last month. Oh, is and that right? He's, he's in there. He's on page sixty-five. And the book is supposed to have some kind of a 3D thing you can do with your phone. It doesn't work for me. I'm kind of okay. disappointed. But if I want to see him 3D, I guess I just go outside and there he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Well, <laughs> where can people see him if they want to see him? 
Uh, his next public appearance, of course, they can, you know, contact me and just come visit him at his home farm, but uh, his next public appearance will be in Wisconsin at the Midwest Horse Fair. And that's in uh, April, I think. So he's meeting... The thing, I should know the dates, but I don't. He's meeting his adoring public then? He goes out and yeah. says hi? Yeah. And he's also right around the same time. This isn't confirmed yet for next year. But last year, he was out at the Scarborough Renaissance Festival here in south of Dallas, too. Oh, that, I, I've never been, you know, obviously you listen to the shows, you know I used to be in mm-hmm. the Renaissance Festivals. And I've never been to that one. It's supposed to be a fantastic Renaissance Festival. It really is. It's, um, it's not a huge fair, so it has sort of a smaller family feel to it. You know my friend, then. You know Marquise. I have pictures of Marquise with Romulus. Really? You do? Wow. Yeah. I'll have to find them and send them to you. You know Marquise and I'm a nut. That's yeah, his, yeah, I sure do. They, they would come by frequently and visit the boys. They, they love animals. Uh, they're, yeah. They're, I have a story to tell. They, and to, to bring everybody up to speed on who Marquise and I'm a nut are, uh, they're, they're a couple of fools that travel the country, jesters that go to the Renaissance fairs. They were, uh, Marquise was my jester for my acting company. We did medieval feasts for 10 years. Uh, Marquise and I played the king, and he played my jester, and we did 450 shows together. Um, absolutely loved working with his real name is Mark. I loved working with Mark. We just had a blast. By, by the time we were a hundred shows in, we could look at each other and know what the other was going to say. Um, we just had a good, good rapport and relationship and they're still traveling the country doing it. They met actually, uh, I'm a nut is now his wife who plays a jester with him and they met, they were both performers for the, for the acting company that, uh, Jennifer and I ran and that's where they met. Um, and actually, I, as a king, officiated their wedding at a fair in Ohio when they got married. So uh, we, wow. we love, yeah, we love them to death. They're really, really good. I have a quick story to tell you. When they, when his kids were little, when we were doing the shows, uh, we did a show in a castle in Reading, and it was a public event. Well, he wanted to get one of his little kids. He was maybe ten, Simon, a pony. So Jennifer and I went out and bought the pony. And we brought it to the show. Simon didn't have any clue. And in the middle of the show, we had it dressed up and draped in little pony outfits so it looked like a little knight's pony. It was this tiny little 12-hand pony. And we brought it, we got permission from the castle to bring it right into the feasting hall. And we presented it to Simon right in front of everybody in the in the feast. And it was so cute. He, he was so excited. Uh, but yeah, that's my story about Marquise and a pony. Oh, see, now that would be a viral video now. It would be. It absolutely yeah. would be. It would be. Well, this is fun. I didn't know that you knew them. I'm so excited about that. Yeah, actually, he wears all those bells. Yes. Uh, Romulus was a little terrified of him at first, but um, they did get over <laughs> it. Well, thank you, Kara. This has been fun. Do you have a website or, or a Facebook page where people can find you? Uh, we do. The website is worldstallestdonkey.com. Uh, World's Biggest Ass was taken, and I was afraid to look up what was already there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I don't blame you. <laughs> Back to porn again. And, <laughs> but on, on Facebook, he is Romulus, the world's biggest ass. Okay, good. Well, thank you so much. We appreciate it, and, and uh, we'll keep in touch, okay? All right, great. Thank you.
Sparkle and Boom is a new media marketing company. Our mission is to help small businesses add some sparkle to their marketing in order to get some boom in their bottom line. Our creativity, combined with an extensive background in the equestrian industry, makes us perfectly suited to help your business capture the potential of social media and the ever-changing World Wide Web. Visit us online at www.sparkleandboom.com. Well, that was fun. We're going to catch up with some more of them as we go down the line here over the next uh, couple of months. We also have our special holiday episode coming up. This year, we're being joined by Bree from Riding Warehouse is putting the holiday episode together for us. So that should be a lot of fun. Helene and I love doing that. Yeah, into the holiday spirit. It's the only thing that I really like about the holidays besides the lights and the holly. Yeah, you're not a big Christmas person. You never have been. You know what? I'm, I love the um, holiday season. Love, 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 love it, but I hate all the, the I hate it. I hate it. I hate it more than anything. I hate yeah. it. Yeah. Scrooge just, McDuff. I'm not a Scrooge. Like, my house is beautiful. We have the most beautiful no, trees. We've been to your house good. at Christmas. Yeah. We yeah. cook. Um, we do one small gift, and we sort of stick to the more pagan traditions that, you know, surround the Christmas holiday. I mean, I was I was raised Catholic, so nobody. But you know what? I think Christmas you actually. Like I, I think that's wrong. I think you you you're more the way it should be, uh, without all the gifts and all that stuff. You know, yeah, before that's exactly it was corrupted. Right. <laughs> Ex- exactly <laughs> before it was corrupted. So so it's not. I'm not like a Scrooge to to Christmas. I'm a Scrooge to what Americans have turned it into. Well, what the world has turned it into. It's yeah. not just us that does the whole gifty thing anymore. Right, plastic Santa and yeah. fake red velvet. You know. No, you usually, I remember you having a beautiful tree and yeah. we came over to your house for dinner and all that stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's. I think we did a Thanksgiving or two together, too, while, when we lived in Massachusetts. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you guys, like, you're my family, man. Yeah, that's fun. Well, speaking of family, how's the old wing there that you broke? We talked about a couple weeks ago. When I saw Helena up there in Massachusetts, she was wearing her little arm brace because she broke her arm. And how's that going, Helena? Oh, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. It's a pain in the butt. (laughs) It's a pain in the butt. It hurts. My arm hurts. It's my wrist. I broke my wrist. So... That really means I can't use the arm and I can't use the hand. You know, if it was just my arm, then I could at least use my fingers. If I broke my hand, then I could use my arm, my elbow and stuff. So it's really a pain in the, the tuchus. So the, the interesting thing is I, I actually broke my finger on the opposite hand, my middle finger on the opposite hand. Oh, during the same fall? Yes. So I, and it's in the joint, so the... And it's the first joint, so it's called the distal phalanx, and that's a hot mess. So I, it makes doing things like, you know, making my daughter's lunch and <laughs> driving kind of difficult. Now, was this your dominant hand? I am um, cross-dominant, so I, I use both hands. But, like, so I broke my wrist on my dominant hand, and I broke the finger on the hand that I write with. You're a mess. I know. So I'm so I write <laughs> left-handed. I write properly left-handed, okay. but I do everything else with my right hand. So gross motor uh, skills, I'm right side dominant. Fine motor skills, I'm left side dominant. Yeah, so I'm screwed. I think lefties are a lot like that though that they do. Jennifer does both like that too and she's a lefty. Yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah. I think you guys are actually better off when something like this happens than us righties uh, who don't do anything with our left hands. This is true. You know? This is and, true. And, you know, even with the simplest things like using a mouse with your other hand takes some getting used to. Well, uh, I'd, I had broken the wrist before, 10 years ago, and... um that was the first time I had to get used to using my left-handed mouse. And I actually never stopped the habit because when you work at your computer all day long, you tend to get these... Um, yes, yeah, I have to switch them. You have to switch them because yeah. you get these trigger points in your back yeah. yep. under your yep. shoulder blades. That's so right. I do switch the left hand. Thank goodness I kept that up. <laughs> I know myself. <laughs> I do. I switch about halfway through the day too because I can't stand it anymore. So I just switch. Yep. Well, so, uh, but everybody's surviving at the farm, and, and uh, unfortunately, you, you only have uh, about four or five weeks left of really good weather up there to ride, and you're missing it. Uh, you're not kidding. It's, it's killing me. It's killing me. Um, oh, and you got the other horse, and oh. I know. And it's like been 75 degrees and sunny here this week. How crazy Sorry. is that? I know. I know. But... Yeah, but I, I've discovered that there are a lot of things I can do one-handed, like sweep. I can sweep like nobody's business with one arm. <laughs> yep. You just prop true. it under your arm and use it as a, like, kind of wedge it in there? You wedge it in there. Yeah. You wedge it in there, and, and I, can, I can push the wheelbarrow with one arm. You can probably scoop poop with one arm, too, if you do it right. It's really hard to do because yeah. the manure is heavy. Yeah, that's true. Um, so... That's been the most challenging thing. Well, and the Equity forks, too, and I know you use one of those. They're a little heavier, so with one hand would be tough. <laughs> and, and it's funny, and I use that one because I can't even, I can't stand to use a regular pitchfork. I have right. to use my flexor fork, and it is like a couple of ounces heavier, but I'm like, yeah. don't get that other thing away from me. You're going to be buff. That one arm's going to be, so, it's going to be like when I was playing tennis, the one arm's so much bigger than the other. Oh, I know. It's gross. Like, I look at my hand, and my right <laughs> hand is all like gnarly and like flimsy and my left arm's like whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah yeah we do the work <laughs> well we have uh we have coming up here brought to you by riding warehouse our tack and habit segment and we're gonna do that right now by the way uh, before we get to that after i have a couple of tech picks for you today that i think that you're gonna like so i want to i want to bring those to everybody too a couple of products that i I, i've been testing and and i really like so uh, we'll be right back after this word this tech and habit segment is brought to you by ridingwarehouse.com Well, we're excited to have Colleen Peachy with us, who is actually one of our listeners, and she's also a contributor to Eventing Nation. She is going to join us once a month. She does the product reviews over there on Eventing Nation. I asked her if she could stop by here once a month to help us with our Tack and Habit segment, because to be honest, uh, Helena and I have been doing this for six years, and we're just trying to uh, get out of doing as much work as possible. Uh, so, <laughs> so that's why you're on here. Uh, now, Colleen, you uh, have for us this week a product that I saw at Ada, but I haven't had a chance to actually try them out or anything. So I'm glad that you're going to be giving us a review. What are we talking about? Well, Glenn, thank you first for having me on. Um, you know, I always love coming on the show as long as you guys want to have me. <laughs> So today I'm going to be talking about the Dublin Herod boots, um, which, yeah, you remember you saw Ada. Um, so, yeah, I've been, I've been wearing this pair for a while, and 
I really, really like them. In fact, I feel like I've just been living in them lately. <laughs> I think I've worn them every day for the past six days, if I'm remembering correctly. But sometimes I have trouble remembering what I had for breakfast this morning. So, you know, I really like them if I remember that it's been six days. <laughs> well, now, let's describe what they look like and what they are to people. Okay. So, the Dublin Herod boots are what's called part of their country boot collection. So you might think, um, you know, they're, they're taller boots. On me, I'm kind of a taller person, so they kind of come up, um, you know, a few inches below my knees. They are basically a two-tone brown. You've got the well, upper part of the boot. Before you go on, people <laughs> might know they're, they're similar in nature. Uh, they're sort of an offshoot of what I would, with the Dewberry boots that everybody's familiar with. And then Dublin mm-hmm. had their own line. What were they called? The, uh, co- the ones that um, look like Dewberries. Um, they're, uh, the Dublin, Dublin brand has um, what's called the river boot, which right. would be kind of similar in appearance to the, the traditional Dewberry Galway boot that people right. most likely think of when they hear the name. And this is similar to that in coloring and stuff, except they have one big difference that I see, and that is they lace up the sides, right? Yes. Actually, you're hitting on one of my very favorite features, Glenn. The nice thing about the Herod boots is the lacing up the side. So what happens is when you actually put your leg in the boot, you can kind of loosen the laces up on the side, which makes them really adjustable for different calf sizes. So if you have a narrower calf or a wider calf, you can get the fit that you really want just by loosening or tightening the laces a little bit. So instead of having, if you have a somewhat of a narrower calf like I do, um, sometimes I have the problem with I have that extra space around my legs. So when you're walking, your boots and you do see that around. with the Dewberry boots, you see people walking mm-hmm. around and they have a gap there at the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And usually, what I do is I end up wearing a pair, you know, a taller pair of good heavy boot socks. Um, but in this case, you don't have to wear the boot socks. You can just kind of tighten the laces, you know, pull the Velcro strap across, and you're good to go. How uh so the velcro strap does it cover the top of the laces cuz you know you're always getting that caught and stuff and untying the laces and all that You know what I actually do is I don't um for the most part I don't tie the laces I kind of pull the laces tight there's a little stopper that kind of comes down and I just hold the laces upright while I do the velcro strap and I don't really have any problems with the you know the laces getting caught in the velcro or anything cuz I always hate when that happens and I haven't really noticed a problem with that here and now, are they waterproof? Because is that a big hole in the side where the laces are, or is there an under part to it? No, there's actually an under part to that. Um, and the boots are actually waterproof. I haven't worn them through, um, I haven't worn them like course walking or anything through a water obstacle. I've worn them outside in heavy rain and everything, and I haven't, through puddles and things, but I haven't had any problems with water getting in. I know that they're supposed to be waterproof up to 160 millimeters, which I believe is around six inches. So you can walk through, you know, kind of shallow water and not have not have a problem. I haven't had any, you know, I haven't walked through any deep water, but I haven't had any problems with water getting in. I'll put it that way. And I saw in your review you said you walked around Hershey Park in these? <laughs> I did. The one day I thought, you know, I really want to see just how comfortable these boots are because um, they have, I believe it's a podiatrist-designed um, footbed. So um, they're kind of marketed as being comfortable to wear all day. So I thought, you know what? I'm really going to see how comfortable these boots are. And I literally walked the entire way around Hershey Park and Chocolate World. And I even visited uh, Zoo America. So, yeah, I was hoofing it around, and I didn't have to with comfort. 
Um, I'll tell you what, that's, (laughs) that's saying a lot because uh, you were either going to be comfortable or you were going to have blisters for a week uh, because you do a lot of walking when you go to Hershey Park. (laughs) So I grew up in, oh, and it's not just, yeah, I grew grew up in that area. No, it's up hills. Hershey Park has a bunch of hills, Uh, (laughs) especially when you get over to Zoo America and all that area. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, I grew up growing to Hershey Park because we lived not too far from there. So spent a uh, lot of years at Hershey Park. I know exactly what you're saying. You were brave to wear them to there, i got to tell you. Um, well, you know what? I, I figured I would go for it, and I'd, I'd see how my feet came out on the other side, and they were just loving the boots. So. All right. So here's the test. Did you get sick on any of the rides? <laughs> no. All right. No, so but we... you know what? I didn't go on any of the crazy roller coasters, the ones that like go, you know, sixty miles an mm-hmm. hour and kind of do all the loops and everything. I kind of stayed away from those. So you know, I just saying. So we don't know if puke washes off the boots, is what I'm getting to. We don't know how that works. No. no. Okay. All right. I'm just checking. No, I, I they have some great roller coasters committed. there, though. They really do. <laughs> They do. They do. I just, I wasn't, I wasn't really feeling them that day. And Chocolate World's a lot of fun because you end up uh, eating when you're done. So that's always a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yes. That's always tons of fun. Off the topic, but a a bit of fun is when uh, 30, 40 years ago, they didn't have Chocolate World and you actually got tours of the chocolate factory. So when I was a kid and we'd go to Hershey, we'd always take a tour of the chocolate factory and you got to see the actual factory. And the coolest thing was seeing the millions of Hershey Kisses coming off the lines. Uh, When you're a little kid seeing that many Hershey Kisses, you just wanted to get in the vat and roll around. It was look so, like so much fun. Well, this how much do these run? What is the price point? Uh, the retail on these is two forty nine ninety nine, and that's the Dublin Herald. It's spelled H A R R O W E D, like your hay, the Harrow hay. Uh, the mm-hmm. Dublin Harrowed yep. boots. They come in one color, just the brown. They come in. They come in one color. It's kind of like a two tone brown. You've got kind of a lighter brown on the footbed and around. Um, a trim around the top, and it kind of goes down the whole back of the boot too. And then the upper part is a it's a redskin new book leather that's kind of a, a darker, deeper brown, um, and really it's good. very very soft to the touch. It, and it looks good on you. Yeah. I'm looking at the pictures here. Oh well, thank you, Glenn. You know the other thing that I'll mention too uh, with these particular boots is that they're designed to ride in. Um, you've got a spur rest on the back. I don't I don't generally wear spurs when I ride. Um, I've got um, an older gelding, and then I've got two youngsters, which they don't really need any incentive to go forward. But, um, no, so the the boots are actually designed to ride in. I've ridden in them a lot, and they're also very comfortable in the saddle. And they're smooth on the inside, so they don't have that problem? Yeah, the inside is is smooth. There's just a single seam that kind of comes straight down from the top to the bottom on the inside of the leg. But I haven't had any problems with that. All right, terrific. And, of course, you can find them at any place that uh, that Weatherbeta products are sold, or Dublin products are sold, made by Weatherbeta. And you can, I'll put a link to eventingnation.com where you can find Colleen's review and all the pictures and everything. Uh, you can find that uh, right on the website at eventingnation.com. Good recommendation for your first time out. Well, you know, I kind of figured it was... It was uh... It fit in good for this time of year since we're going into boot and sweater season, as I like to call it. And plus today, it just kind of seemed like a great thing to talk about since it's been pouring down right here in Pennsylvania. And it really is a good holiday gift idea, too, at that price point. So 
You can I would say so. Yeah. yeah. I now, would definitely say so. Now, the ultimate test of every product reviewer is you get all these products in for review and you try them out and you do your review and a lot of them you give away because you just can't keep everything. Are you keeping these? I am. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did the review a couple I did the review a couple weeks ago and I'm still wearing them around. And let me tell you, I actually um when I've gone out to eat locally or I go to work, I can't tell you how many people stop me and they're like, oh my gosh, I love your boots. What kind of boots are this? And a lot of, a lot of the people that are asking don't seem horsey people to me. So they're seeing boots and they're like, oh my gosh, they're so stylish. And I'm thinking, you know, I actually wore them out to the barn and I cleaned them up so I could wear them into work. So thanks. I'm, I'm glad they still look great. <laughs> well, good. Thank you, Colleen. Appreciate it. Uh, VentingNation.com. This Tack and Habit segment was brought to you by RidingWarehouse.com, your one-stop online tack shop. A huge selection of your favorite products and brands, but also including really unique and hard-to-find items like knee patch and full-seat riding jeans with cargo pockets, rigging converters, and a wide variety of bitless bridles. Listeners of the Horse Radio Network can use the coupon code RADIO for 15% off their order this month only, plus free shipping over $50 or $5 for second-day air, and a return policy like no other in the business and that is free returns for one year both ways. You can find it all at ridingwarehouse.com. Give them a chance and save 15%. Use the coupon code RADIO at checkout. Well, Helene, I have a couple of products here, tech picks, that I think that uh, people will like that I've been kind of testing. And the one is for, do you, you use Gmail or not? Yes, I do. Okay, so if you use Gmail, there's one I highly recommend. Uh, I've been in a testing phase of it the last week, and I'm loving it. It's called Sidekick by HubSpot. Have, oh. you, have you heard of it yet? No. Sidekick by HubSpot does one thing really well. You install it as an app. You, like if you're using your Gmail, you install it, and it, it attaches to your Gmail. But what it does is it tracks your sent mail, and it tells you when people open your mail. Oh, love it. And it tell and then you can also look at a, a piece of mail you've sent and you can see if somebody hasn't opened it. So you know, and if you're in business, this is very important. So like when we're sending out, when I send out emails to, to sponsors or prospective sponsors or guests even, uh, I can tell whether they've opened it or not. So if I see after a couple of days that they haven't opened it, I can resend it. And uh, nine times out of ten, they open it the second time. They just missed it the first time or went in their spam or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it has been a, a godsend for me. And I, I and it also, you can set it up. There's different ways you can set it up. But I actually have it set up that it pops up a window when somebody opens the email. So I see instantly that they've opened it. Or you can go back and take a look at a log of when people opened it. It also shows you if somebody goes back into the email four or five times or twice or three times, and it shows you the exact times when they read the email. I really like this. For somebody in business like yourself, it, this is great. They have a, right now, they have 30 days free, and then it's like $10 a month after that. But the really cool part is you can also, when you're sending the email, you can say, I don't want to track this one. I don't need to for, you know, it's whatever. Um, and you can take it off. So you don't have to track every email, just the ones you want to. 
Um, and you go to GetSidekick.com is the website. They're not paid sponsor. This is just something I found and absolutely love because it solves a problem that we all have in businesses. Did they see my email? You probably say that. You're in business. You probably say that 10 times a day. Um, well, you know, it's funny. This is an old um, – this used to be a standard – feature of Microsoft Office. And right. it's it was called a red receipt. So you were able to turn this on um, at the client level, meaning on, on your your version of Microsoft Outlook or um, actually most most uh, mail programs of the day offered this. And so you're able to turn that on and um, and then it slowly started to disappear as a feature. And uh, I've been pining for it ever since, so it's really nice to see that it's back, at least for Gmail. Um, I think there are a few private mail applications that still offer this, but um, I'm, I'm like, I love it. Yeah, give it a try. And as I said, the first 30 days are free. I didn't even put a credit card in. So yeah. uh, you can give it a try and see whether you like it or not. And I, I have been having fun with it. Definitely but, worth it. Definitely worth whatever they're charging for it because yeah, it can save I, you a lot of, um, if, you know, if, miscommunication. If you're in business, you know, especially if you're in sales or marketing, this would be a necessity. It'd be worth $100 a month. Yeah. So, um, and Jennifer just came back and says, running to the store, be right back. And then she's going riding. So there you go. I just, uh, that's Coach Jen checking in. Uh, the one other one I have for you is you mentioned earlier in the show, uh, I don't know if we were on air or that then or not, but you that you need to get glasses. Um, and need to get your eyes checked again. Well, this is what you do, all right? All and right. I tested this one myself. And you go to the eye doctor, and when you come out, and they give you, they try and sell you the $900 pair of glasses, you could say, no, I just want my prescription, please. And they have to, by law, print out the prescription. They're going to argue with you, but they have to print it out and give it to you. Then you come home and you go to Zenni, Z-E-N-N-I, optical.com. Z-E-N-N-I, optical.com. And the pair of glasses that cost you $900, I know this for a fact because Jennifer paid the $900 just a couple months ago at the eye doctor, cost you $90 here. Literally $90 for the same glasses she bought at the eye doctor for $900. And where, pray tell, did you get this tidbit of information from? I started looking around and asking because I also was about to pay about $500 for a new pair of progressive lenses, which, you know, has the three levels, you know, close-up reading and then computer and then far. And I was about to spend 500 bucks, and, and one of my friends said, no, don't do that. Go to Zenny Optical. And I Who did. was that friend? Was it you? Yes. Oh, it was you. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Thanks Have we talked about lot. this on the show before? Yes. We Did we talk about it on the show? I don't know. Well, we're telling everybody else right now, right? Oh, you know what? I don't know if we talked about it on the show. Sometimes we have these conversations before we start recording the show. So right, it's possible right. that we, it was one of these pre-show converse, pre conversations. But I heard about it from a woman, from a bartender at <laughs> a bar <laughs> I went to. <laughs> There's reliable, confident I know, information. <laughs> I know. No, she had, she had these adorable glasses on. I'm like, I love your glasses. I need a new pair. And of course, this was like months and months ago. I still haven't gotten them. Um, and then you were complaining about Jennifer's glasses. And I said, you need to try this Zenny Optical. Well, I did. I got them in a month ago. I love them. They work perfectly. I didn't have any problems with them. 
Uh, now, and they even give you instructions, video instructions on how to adjust them when you get them little nose pieces and stuff. Yeah. So I did that. It was fine. Didn't have any trouble with that. And actually, you know the little clip-on uh, sunglasses that you get that cost you $30 at the store? Yeah. $3 from Zenny. Love it. And then uh, what they tell you to do, and this is my trick, okay? What they tell you to do is they, they say the thing that's going to break first on your glasses is your frames. That's always, you, your lenses don't break. Right. So your frames are going to break before your lenses. So instantly when you place your order, buy a second pair of frames because you can buy the frames without the lenses. Guess what the second pair of frames cost me? What? $7. Wow. So I got two sets of frames and one pair of the glasses part for a total of $97. So what happens if you if the frames on the first pair break? How do you get the lenses in the new frames? Do you have to you bring them You just take the little they're just little screws. They're just oh, tiny little screws. You, can you take do the little it screws out and you do it yourself. You pop the new lenses into the new one and you're done. But the reason they said to order them right away and not wait is they change styles all the time. So you might not be able to get them in a year when you're when your frames break. So that way you have the extra one for $7, you know, why not? So I just bought it at the same time and they're just sitting around and I don't care now if my frames break, you know? So yeah. 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 I just love that. It just shows, goes to show you how much they're charging, how much more they're charging at the eye doctors for those frames and stuff, what the profit margin is. Happens everywhere. Margins. It's incredible. Yeah. yeah so. It's just like, you know, um, auto repair shops. Uh, and before we wrap up the show, I'd have to tell you, I just got the picture from Kara of my friend Marquise and I'm a nut with, with, the, with the donkeys. Aww. So we will use that for our show notes picture. You have to check it out on the website at stablescoop.com. It is so cute. <gasps> oh, they are so cute. Remus and Romulus and Marquise and I'm a nut. Perfect combination. <laughs> A couple of jesters and a couple of jackasses. Perfect. Jesters and jackasses. <laughs> well, that's perfect. it for this week, Alina. We have uh, done a lot, and we will continue to do more wrap-ups. I hope people like this. Let us know if you like hearing from past guests and catching up on them. And you also, if you haven't listened to their original, uh, we're, as I said, we're posting that in the show notes. You can go back and listen to their original episode and then listen to the update if you want to. That's all very easy and simple to do. Don't forget to get our app. Go to iOS or Android in the App Store on your phone and just search for Horse Radio Network. Stable Scoop is one of the family of shows here on the Horse Radio Network. You can find Helena at... Uh, you can find me at Helena at horseradionetwork.com. You can find me at sparkleandboom.com. But I like to play most often at Chasing a Fox. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you again next week. We will be back then with more. Until then, happy scooping. Thank you.